26, Proverbs 23, 26. Bible says, my son, give me thine heart. Let thine eyes observe my ways. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys. Thank you for the messages. Lord, help us. I, God, I know my time is uh, short. God, please help me just to get this across. God, please help somebody in here um, just to be inspired by this, just to be touched by this. God, you have to do that. Pray that you would be lifted up. Pray that we would um, hear from you today loudly and clearly and help our lives to change as a result. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Guys, um, I want to preach on this thought today, a man worth looking up to, a man worth looking up to. Verse number 26, as we know, as you guys hit, this is a father writing to a son this whole book of Proverbs, right? Solomon to Rehoboam, teaching him how to be a good man, teaching him how to um, honor God and, and live a good life. But I want you to notice the words of verse 26. He's saying, my son, give me thine heart. And then he says, let thine eyes observe my ways. Um, just from the verse, first, this is not a main point, but he's saying, give me thine heart. That means trust him with everything. Mm-hmm. We may pick that up later on, but trust him with everything. And then he says, let thine eyes observe my ways. He's saying, I'm going to teach you by example. Okay. Um, guys, the, the, I guess, genesis of this message, guys, is uh, having a son. Guys, when that son looks at me. It penetrates my heart. And you know, it's a proud feeling. Like as soon as my wife delivered Troy back in the end of February, it's a proud feeling. It's like, wow, you know, he belongs to us. Wow, this is amazing. But can I tell you, there's a proud feeling, but there's also a huge responsibility. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you know, I'm probably going to be the main influence in this, in this person's entire life. I don't want to mess that up. Um, but guys, when he looks up at me, it makes me think, I want to be a man worth looking up to. Hey guys, there's plenty of guys that have children that are not good fathers in the world, right? You listening today? Are we paying attention? Are we caring about other things? So you say, that's great, Brother Tom. Very sympathetic. Oh, you know, we don't do that in teen boys, but if we did, we're kind of doing it inside, you know? Forget that. Forget that. I got my own thing to handle, but guys, most likely one day... It's going to be a little child's eyes looking up at you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a man worth looking up to? Good. Or are you going to lead them down the wrong path? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I believe I can fly. Let's go. Point number one, a man worth looking up to. Point number one, the look is convicting. Guys, it's convicting. It's convicting. I'm telling you, it's personal. They're not looking at anybody else. Guys, there's no one else that can fill this role. Um, my son has one father. It's me. No one else. He's not looking at my friends. He's not looking at my peer group. He's not looking at what college I attended. He don't care about that. He's looking at me. I have to be the example to him. Yeah. It's personal and it's penetrating. Guys, he'll see it all. Guys, he'll see me on my good days, but he'll see me on my bad days too. Yep. He'll see me when everything's falling in line. He'll see me on those days when everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. He'll see me in every segment of my life. When I feel like I'm close to God, Wes, when I feel like I'm not so close to God, he's going to see me. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that's convicting to me. Hey, guys, what happens when that little child looks at you one day? It's penetrating. He'll see it all. It it gets down deep. Guys, this is not surface. And by the way, I think about this stuff. I'm not going to be able to fake him out. I'm not going to be able to turn the smile on when I come out of the office. Hey, son, praise God. And then I close the door. (laughs) It's not going to work. He's going to see it all, hear it all. 
He's going to see through that stuff. It can't be surface. It can't be a facade. It can't be fake. It can't be put on. Hey, guys, is that your Christian life now? Is it fake? Is it put on? Is it when church time, Kevin, we flip the switch and then we go home back to normal me? Hey, normal you is going to be seen. The look is convicting. Point number two, there needs to be a long ago commencing. This is where I welcome you guys into the message. The long ago commencing. Let me tell you something. That probably will happen for most of you guys in this room one day, and it's a... It's a great feeling. It's a tremendous experience. But, guys, you can't start that day and say, you know what? I better get serious with God. It should have started a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. A long ago commencing. It needed to start a long time ago. You can't have that little child look up at you and all of abruptly, all of a suddenly, and out of nowhere you say, man, boy, I got to step it up. I can understand those feelings, but you should have started that a long time ago. It can't be by accident. It needs to be already decided. Hey, young man, have you already decided that you're on the Lord's side? Have you already decided that you have chosen to to have the Lord as your God? And and as for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord. Have you already chosen to say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to waste time anymore. I'm not going to go back and forth like we talked about a few weeks ago. I'm not going to jump back and forth from place to place. How long halt you between two opinions? The Lord's my God. I'm going to follow him. Have you already done that? Is it already decided in your life? Are you devoted to him? Hey, guys, time out. You know what devoted to God means? God has everything in my life. It's all given to him. Can I tell you something? He already owns it all. I heard somebody say, and I agree with it, Kevin, being consecrated and devoted to God is not us giving God anything. It's just us taking our hands off of what already belongs to him. I agree with that. Hey, guys, your whole life, you say, bro, I got a great potential. God gave you that potential. Man, I live in a nice neighborhood. Who do you think blessed your family? Right. right? God's done great things, or, or I have these things in my life. My family has this. We have that. Blah, blah, God gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Everything you have. Listen, you're smart in here. God gave that to you. You're athletic in here. God gave that to you. Listen, you have a good personality. People like hanging around you. God gave that to you. It all belongs to him. It's devoted to him. That's why the Bible says, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice to God. You know what that means? God is yours. Hey guys, have you done that? It's good. Hey, I hope everybody in the room has prayed to get saved and you meant that. But have you gone after that point and say, God, my whole life is yours. My whole life is yours. What I watch, what I listen to, how I talk, who I hang with, the girls I pursue, everything. How I talk to my parents, everything. What I watch, everything in life, it belongs to you. Yeah. Hey guys, every breath you breathe, God gave it to you. But have you devoted yourself to God saying, God, this is me. It all belongs to you. Yeah. Hey, it was, I think it was uh, talked about earlier today. Guys, we're, we've been bought with a price. Hey, hey, if not for Jesus, you know where you and I would be right now at this second? Bruce, we'd be burning in hell forever yeah. and have no hope of ever getting out of there. Yeah. Guys, we've been bought with a price. You know what that price was? His blood. You know what that price was? His life on the cross. He did that for you, Dylan. He did that for me. He did that for you. He did that for every one of us. Have you said, Lord, you've saved me. You've paid uh, my price of my sin with your blood. God, here's my life. Have you done it? Hey, guys, I'm talking about a long ago commencing. One day that little child is going to look up at you. You're going to say, wow. I'm responsible for him or her. They belong to me. 
hey guys, it should have started a long time ago that you yeah. said, you know what, I'm going to be the right kind of man. Because right. you know what, Kevin? Listen, it's going to—it's not impossible. I've heard stories, and thank God, God can turn people's lives around. He does that. Yeah. But you know what? It's—it's it's pretty hard when you've already messed around with a bunch of girls, and it's pretty hard when you've gone to all the parties and you've drank and you smoked and you—you've played around with the devil's games and you've done all these kind of things when you're 25 or 30 to say, you know what, I'm going to flip my life around. It does happen. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you the? farther you go down that road, the harder it is to get back. And can I add this? Those guys that have grown up in church, Kevin, I think, guys, I think when the word is preached, you're going to go one way or the other. Either you're going to soften your heart to it and listen to it, or you're going to harden your heart against it. Can I tell you, this is not an easy statement to say, guys, and I'm not 100% on this, but I feel like those guys that have heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, but they don't listen to it, they get hard, 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 can I tell you, it's, I believe, a lot harder for them to turn their life around than, Kevin, those that have never heard it. Yeah. And then they right. hear the gospel and bam. Now, am I saying that's impossible? No, because we know everything's possible with God. Mm. But can I tell you, that's really hard. Yeah. That is really hard. Because yeah. they've heard it. They think they know it already, even though they don't. Mm-hmm. The look is convincing, convincing, the long ago commencing. You need to be decided. Hey, is he your God? Are you devoted to him? Have you given everything to him? And can I add this? Are you going to be determined? Young man, you may be a good guy, a great guy at 15, 16, 17, 18. Wonderful. Are you going to be determined? George, you're going to face some tough times. Ethan, you're going to face some tough times. Wes, you're going to face some tough times. Every single one. Listen, there's going to be times where it's discouraging, depressing. You're trying to do right and it seems like nothing is happening. My question is, are you going to keep going or not? The Bible says a just man, chapter 24, 16, a just man falleth seven times, yet riseth up again. Hey, guys, we have determination when we play sports. We have determination. Some of you, listen, you'll lose 50 times. You'll die, quote unquote, in a video game 50 times, but you stay at it. Where's the determination in the Christian life? He said sometimes we miss reading our Bible. Do you get back at it? Hey, guys. I wish I didn't have to say this, but a lot of times I wimp out when I should give a track. You know, that's not easy to say when you're preaching. You know, you want to be like, I gave 50 tracks to every person I saw today. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes God touches your heart and you're like, and you let the opportunity pass by. But can I tell you, you can't quit there. You can't say, well, that, I guess that's it. You got to get back up. Hey, you may have had a rough, hey guys, some of you may have not read your Bible one time this week. What about this week coming up? Come on. You may have not passed out any tracks recently. How about this week coming up? That's good, yeah. Get back up. Get back up. Get back up. Listen, we're all going to fall at times. Kevin, there's going to be weeks where I'm up. There's going to be weeks where I'm down. But what are you going to do next? That's the key. Get back up. Guys, sometimes at your jobs, you're going to give tracks. People are going to come to church. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're going to laugh in your face, and you're going to feel embarrassed. What are you going to do? You're going to keep going? God, help us to have determination. The look is convincing, the long ago commencing. So how are we going to be a man worth looking up to? You need to have some learned commands, guys. You need to know what the Bible says. Hey, guys, how are you going to teach your son one day what the Bible says if you don't know it yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Well, Bo Tom, I'm going to have your number. And anytime I have a question, I'm going to text you up. Boy, I'm going to be blowing your phone. Uh-uh. Wow. You got to know it yourself. Yeah. Uh, can I back that up? 2 Timothy 2.15. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Can I tell you, that's direct. Mm-hmm. It says, study to show thyself. Who's that talking about? You. Hey, get this thought. Guys, I'm going to stand before God myself one day. We know that. 
But you know what, George? It'll be based off of what I learned from the Bible and what I lived out from the Bible. Myself, Kevin. Myself. I mean, get this. I can't be blaming pastor or blaming. No, no. In my third grade Sunday school class, Lord, they didn't teach me that. They'd be like, didn't I give you a Bible? Couldn't you have looked it up yourself? We're going to be struggling up there. Hey, guys, study to show thyself. You know what that means? Find out. Find out. Find out. If you're not sure about something, dig in yourself. If you need help, we want to help you. I'm not trying to heap all this on top of you to depress you. But you need to find out for yourself. Yeah. Hey, guys, is drinking right or wrong? Have you gotten in there and find out for yourself? Mm-hmm. How about drugs? Have you gotten in and found out yourself what, what it's all about? Right. Hey, all these verses about temptations and girls and all this. All right, so what's the right kind of girl to follow? Have you gotten in and found out yourself? I'm not trying to uh, pick on you. I'm just saying, have you dug in yourself? Study to show thyself approved unto God. Yeah. Hey, they talked about the wrong kind of friends, the right kind of friends. Do you know the right kind of friends as opposed to the wrong? Mm-hmm. The learn commands. It's direct. All right, I got to keep moving. And guys, I can say that. I can say, yes, I feel it, brother. I hear you, man. I'm going to get in that seat, open my Bible on my desk. I'm going to do it. You know, you got to do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have some drive, some drive, some drive. Guys, I'm not picking on you, but you can do it tomorrow for one day. It doesn't stop after one day. Mm-hmm. Wes, I can't. Dude, I know it all now. Yeah, I know, I know how long Noah's beard was. I know everything. I got this down. After one day, it doesn't work like that. And by the way, that's pretty irrelevant to know how long his beard was. We don't even know that, all right? There has to be drive. What does it talk about that church in Acts 17? They search the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Daily. Are you going to have that drive? And guys, can I teach you something? When you open the Bible, it should already be decided in your mind. This is the word of God. It's perfect. It's infallible. It's inspired. It's inerrant. There's no fault. There's no mistake. There's no error in it. Every word I read, it comes from God, and it's what I need. The Bible says uh, we know about all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Paul talks about this church in 1 Thessalonians. He says, when I preached to you the word of God, you took it as the word of God, not the word of man. Hey, guys, if it comes from God, is it a different level in your life? Therefore, I esteem all that precepts to be concerning all things to be right. Number three, the learn commands. Number four, the live conduct. Guys, you can't just learn it all. It has to impact your life, all areas. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, can the Bible impact your music or is that closed off? Mm-hmm. Can the Bible impact what kind of friends you have? Does it influence? Hey, guys, all these messages. Do you think God, by accident, had all these guys preach about friends? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think there's at least one person, if not more people in the room, who said, get your friends right mm-hmm. or get away. If they don't want to get right, get away from them. Yeah. Remove that way far from them. Guys, it was preached on and preached on and preached on. The live conduct, all areas of your life. Hey, guys, is there one area of your life that is closed off from God? Mm-hmm. God, help us. It should impact my life. I should be involved in living it, and I should have intense labor. Are you serving God? The Bible says, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Point number five, the longevity of consistency. Almost done. Longevity and consistency. You want to be a man worth looking up to? Hey, guys, I hope that as my son grows up that I'll set the right example for him. But can I tell you, I have to do that day by day by day by day. Guys, I can't preach one good sermon and then that's enough. It has to be day by day by day. And can I tell you, there are many days I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like it. But you know what? It's got to be determination. It's got to be that drive. You got to go after it. The longevity of consistency. Hey, guys, can I tell you what's severely lacking in Christianity nowadays? 
Faithful men. Yeah. Faithful men. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Probably most of you could quote it to me. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. It's a rarity to find. Psalm 12, 1 says, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. Yeah. You know what it's saying? We look around. There's like no godly men left. Hey, young man, are you going to be that generation that steps up? Say, I'll be a godly man with God's help. It's a rarity to find, and it's a reality of a fight. Guys, you want to have that consistency in your life? It's going to be a fight. What did Paul say? I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Guys, it'll be a fight to be consistent in the Christian life. And we need to remain faithful. And why do we do it all? Point number six, the loving compulsion. Why should we do all this? Why should we serve God? Why should we be in our Bible? Why should we learn these things and live these things and be consistent in these things? Why, why, why? Because we love Christ. We were talking about it Thursday in the car. Hey, guys, I want my son to see in me a love for Christ. God help me to do that day in and day out. Guys, that's no joke. That's no joke. They can see your attitude behind it. Guys, if I'm, Kevin, if I'm going out the door to visit, but I have a terrible attitude, Troy's going to see that. And I don't want to paint the wrong picture for him. I don't want to show him that the Christian life is a drag and I hate it and I have to do this. No, I want him to see that it's a privilege and that I enjoy it and that I love the Lord. Guys, that should be the loving compulsion. Why, why, why do we do what we do? I'm done very soon here. The immense appreciation says we love him because he first loved us. Yeah. Guys, I appreciate what God has done. You say, I, you, you talk about serving the Lord, giving out tracts, read my Bible, dude. I'm just not motivated. You know what you need to do? Spend some time thinking and reading and meditating on what Jesus did for you on the cross. Yeah. That should be enough. Yep. That should be enough. The immense appreciation. And then there's an imperative appearance. Hey, guys, if you say you love God, that ought to show up in your life and my life. Yeah. Kevin, if I, I can every week get up here, guys, I love God. Bless God, I love him. But if that never shows up in my life, I'm lying through my teeth. Yeah. And so are you if, if we, all we do is talk about it. Yeah. It's got to show up in our lives. Jesus said, if you love me, you say you love me, keep my commandments. Do what I say. Hey, guys, guys, I'm not trying to bust you up. But if you say you love God, get rid of the filthy music. Yeah, do you good. love him? Yeah. Then keep his commandments. Yeah. I love him. You're going to be back to church next week? I'm not busting you up. Just saying, if you say you love him, keep his commandments. Do what he says. You say, I mess up. So do I, but we need to keep trying. Right. The misappreciation, the imperative appearance. If you love me, keep my commandments. Paul said the love of Christ constraineth us. And then there needs to be an inline attitude. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. What I was already describing. Guys, it needs to be an, we need to think of it as an honor and a privilege to serve God. And point number seven and last, the link that's crucial. Of course, today I had like 15 minutes to preach. I got seven points. Not a good idea. All right? Don't follow that example. The link that's crucial. That's the last point, point number seven. Guys, what I mean by that is this. It's so needed. Yep. It's so needed. You know what Troy needs in his dad? He needs a godly man. Mm-hmm. Is he going to see a perfect man? Far from it. Is he going to see a man that never mess up? No way. But you know what I hope he sees? I hope he sees a godly man. I hope he sees a man that keeps trying. I hope he sees a man that even though he messes up, he has some determination. I hope he sees a man that loves God. Can I tell you, that's what's needed. That's what's needed. Listen, and some of you are thinking in this room, Brother Tom, I never had that. Are you trying to poke fun at me? No. I'm trying to tell you, you need to provide that for the next generation. You can do that. God can do that in your life. You can be a godly man. But you know what? It doesn't start when you're 25, you're 30, you're 35. It starts right now. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's so needed. It's so needed. Listen, 
I know my influence on my son is going to be huge. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Guys, I've got to do everything in my power to walk close with God so that he sees a man worth looking up to in his life. Kevin, I hope, God help me, I hope in the years to come that he doesn't have to look up at his his dad and be ashamed of him because, well, dad used to do all that. He used to preach. He used to live for God, but something became more important to him. He got caught. He, he, He thought money was more important than God. He thought... Some stupid relationship away from his wife was more important. God help me. Listen, I want him to look at me and in a good sense be proud and say, you know what? That's a man worth looking up to. Guys, how about you? How about you? That decision doesn't start again when you're 30. But whenever you, you welcome a child into the world with your wife, guys, that should start now. That should start now. Hey, are you going to be a man worth looking up to? Let's pray.